Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blinds' huge New Year's sale where you'll save up to 40%. Shop now at abcblinds.com.au. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Can I just say... What? What? What do you reckon? What do you reckon about Um, that? About Doc and Pafer's spending time on the phone at work. Yeah. Mm. Yep. It's It's not on. It's not on. Isn't it? Legally, it's probably it? not on. But no. mor- we ask the moral questions, yeah, really, because we ain't lawyers. Uh, no. We spoke to a great dude who spends his world travelling, spends his time travelling the world riding roller coasters. Oh, how good that would was time travelling be? Time yeah. travelling would be amazing, yeah. now that you mention it. And I'd time travel back to before me detox. Yes. So I've hit a bit of a hurdle. You have. You've only been on the detox for a day. Two days. Okay. Bit of a hurdle. <laughs> the wonderful Casey Donovan joins us. Yeah. Uh, we talked about collective nouns. There's no collective noun for a koala. Is there a collective noun for husbands? I'm going to have a look for you. Keep a doing, disappointment. Keep doing this and I'll look it up. <laughs> um, we did talk about the husband calling competition that in was Iowa. Fun. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah. had uh, the people of Perth dive in for their own husband calling competition. <laughs> Rami, the producer, I cannot say that no. even though you've typed that in the chat box. We, oh we leave that to Naughty the leftovers. Rami. The collective noun for husbands is an unhappiness of husbands. Oh, there you oh, go. Bull dust. That's disgusting. Are you better serious? not be. That's what it's coming up as no. when I Google it. Is That's... that on Urban Dictionary? It can't that be. Can't, it cannot that, be. That is disgusting if it is. Guys, we've already be. been talking for three minutes, so as you know, I've only got about nine minutes left that yeah, I that's... can focus for. Okay. Yeah, right. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heard all about that this morning, and you'll hear all about that now. Have a podcast. Hey, hey, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Now, I've brought this one to the table because as a, you know, guardian slash stepfather who, like a lot of people, struggles to negotiate device time with a young person, mm-hmm. saying usually saying, hey, Maybe it's time to get off that device while you're looking up from your device. It's mm. a hard one, right? So this business in Melbourne has doctor workers pay $300 for allegedly spending more than five hours of their shift looking at their phone, right? And the 21-year-old student has said, well, hang on a minute. Uh, there's no way I was on the phone for five hours and I was only doing it when the place was empty. Yep. And the boss has said, well... You know, I don't want to be an ogre, but I'm not paying you to look at TikTok for five hours. And even when the place is empty, surely there's always things to do. You know, every job I ever had with bosses, I was always harassed. Hicks, how come you're not working? I go, there's nothing to do. Well, you pretend like you're working. Why don't you pretend I'm working? (laughs) Yeah, man, you get paid more than me, you fantasize. Yeah, I'll pretend I'm mopping. Knock yourself out. I'll pretend they're buying stuff. We can close up. <laughs> the late great Bill Hicks there. With, but it's look, obviously docking someone's pay, it's well, probably illegal to do that. Yeah, he'd worked for nine hours. And so because the boss looked at the CCTV yes. footage and said, four of that you deserve to be paid for and the rest I'm just not going to bother. Yes. So let's, you know, let's take away the, the, the money thing because that's clearly you can't just be taking someone's no, pay, completely right? illegal. But what do you do in that situation? Because everyone is addicted to their phones. I mean, the thing is that, like, it, it, it depends what you're doing for a job. I mean, I get that it looks unprofessional. If I walk up to one of those kiosks at the shop, you know, if you see the, the people working in the kiosks in the middle of the shopping centre or whatever, yes. and they're sitting on their phone, I do think it looks unprofessional. Yes. But 
There's lots of jobs where you literally are doing nothing. How many times can you wipe down a table? That's right, yeah. And not, you know, and not worry about it. And the fact is that, like, getting their pay docked, it's one of those things where you go, well, that would suggest that then they weren't at work for those five hours, mm. which means you ran a licensed establishment without anybody working at it. Right, yeah. It's probably illegal too. Oh, I, I think it's diving into the technicalities there. Right, but I... They are technicalities because you know, docked his pay. Mate, I don't, get off your bloody phone. Get yeah. off your phone. Like, unless your job specifically says that you can be on your phone or you have to be on your phone throughout that period, get off your phone. I don't care if there's nothing to do. What mm. if he was reading a book? What do you mean, what if he was... If, you know if what? he was a, sitting a hard, there reading a, proper, a hard uh, yeah. copy book, would you have been okay with it? That's and an it interesting... And you've yeah, just yeah, got a yeah. bias. You know what? That's you've a, got a bias a about technology point. and we all feel ba- yeah, mean about it. Yeah, but it looks it, bad. But... If he was reading a book, I, I reckon I could let that one go. I yeah. know exactly. it's the same thing. I know it's the same thing. I know it sounds hypocritical. I reckon I is. could let that one go. <laughs> but in the in the point of running a business, yeah. when you've got somebody sitting there behind the counter, a lot of it comes down to what does it look like inside the store for the person walking into it when yes. it comes to running that business. It looks better to read a book than it does sitting on your phone. Yeah. I'd reprimand him as well. So it's all about perception, really. Actually, you know what I'd do? I'd take the bloody phone out of his hand and I'd give him a book. Well, of Sorry, course, at school they take the phones away from the kids, they right, do, and well, then give it back to them. I'm, you can't in the be doing high, that in to high adults. School, but... In high school, now you can't. You can't have your phone. Well, yes, you know yes. what I mean. They take it off you. So, well, what do you think? I mean, obviously, we, we've agreed that, that docking someone's pay is is not on. But what do you do in that situation? How would you negotiate with someone about that? And I think you've got to maybe set different rules. The, 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 the boss was saying, you know, texting here and there is okay. Sure, but like being on your phone watching movies and is a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Mandra, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, don't pay them. And don't, that, there's plenty. What? There's yeah, there's plenty to do. Like you said, you can wipe something down, you can vacuum something. There's always something to do. Five hours, Julie. Five hours in an empty pub. Not a soul matter. came in. I bet you had a dirty toilet or something, or dirty hands on the walls, or have you ever touched a bar? They're not very clean. So um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jul- no, Jul- I wouldn't pay them. Julie, Kimber mentioned something to us off air that I thought was interesting. Would would you or the, do you think the boss would have had a different reaction if on that CCTV camera footage that she could see the worker on the phone that they were reading a book or a newspaper? Would it be different? Uh, no, not really. I think to a degree, maybe for 10 minutes, but not for five hours. Mm. Like, what are we asking someone to do? To just, we're paying them to do a job. They've done yep. most of the job. And you're saying, yeah, okay, maybe they could scrub walls. Done most and... of the job. Done most of the job. And they were there for five, nine hours and they've got five hours left. Yeah, but it's they not his fault that well. the place is empty. No. So what I'm saying yeah, is, are we asking people to, to just do. stare at the walls? Uh, there's still something. I, yeah. I, where I work, if, if you finish to work, I go on... Um, online and look up the product knowledge and stuff like that. Sure. So, um, you know, you can always, you know, look up product knowledge or something like that and do something constructive. Like I said, five minutes maybe. Yeah. But, you know, back in the day, we didn't have phones, we didn't have anything and you had to work. So, work. Yep. Okay. Yep. Fair cool. I get the concept. Even this if is... you walk around, look like you're doing something. You know. Don't... See, that's well, what that's I mean. Is it. like it's yes. just it's entertaining this idea that we think they're doing something better by sitting there staring at a wall or looking up product stuff or like when ultimately they're still not doing anything else differently. Practical. Mm. Yeah. They're well, not using their time them. differently. Yeah. No. Don't don't employ them for that long. Only employ them for four hours then. Yeah. Nah. You don't want to work for nine hours? Only yeah. work for four I, hours? I'm 100%, 100% with you, Julie. I'm 100% with you. 
I don't sit there on your phone saying how shit and boring work was today on social media. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't subscribe to the idea of just because we were bored and we didn't have phones that everyone else has to be bored too. But, Mm. like, I get it. I Mm. get that you're getting paid for the job. But I don't think it's his fault if there's no customers there. No, it's not. If he was on his phone and there were people standing there trying to get a drink, I would completely understand. Sure, sure. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Guys, there's cockroaches at my house. Is there? Not just the one. And I the unfortunate thing is is that the first thing I've found is the bebes. It's the little bebe cockroaches. When you've got little baby cockroaches, you know that there's something bigger going on. Yeah. Because I don't know where they've come from. And so there's I've called Do we have to have this talk? Well, <laughs> I know we left the birds and the bees a little too late. Um, but no, because, uh, you know, three baby cockroaches in the bathroom and one slightly larger, but not the parent. So I don't uh. really know what's going on. But I was trying to scream out at my partner, James, to let him know that there were cockroaches in the bathroom because I was in the shower at the time and I wanted him to come and rescue me. Okay. So I was screaming, going, there's cockroaches, like a whole collection of them, like a... a uh, and I don't know the collective noun for cockroaches. Okay. Turns out it's an intrusion. Intrusion. Of cockroaches. That's wonderful. Which is fun, right? Yeah. Because it's perfect. I was like, that is the perfect name. So yeah. it sent us on a journey of looking up the collective noun for other things. Uh-huh. And it was like really surprisingly interesting. And I thought, what are some of the collective nouns you know? What are the obvious ones? Oh, pride of lions. Pride of lions. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Murder of crows. Yeah. A whinge. Of actors. Oh, uh, perfect. Of whinge. Yeah. A whinge. Perfect. Because yeah. some of them are really quite like sparkling. Like the zebra, collective noun, a dazzle. Oh. A, a dazzle of zebras. I mean, oh, can't I like you just that. see it? Oh, you can. Um, a crash of rhinos. Oh, brilliant. Isn't it? Also known as a stubbornness of rhinos. A stubbornness really? of A stubbornness rhinos. or a crash. Um, an opera of canaries. Oh. Right? Like some of them are really cute, but they change. Like vultures, for example, they've got a few going on because they saw in a kettle, they roost in a committee, and they feast as a wake. What? Hang on, what? wait. Yeah. Hang on, so wait when vultures are soaring, the as collective flying, noun yeah, is called a kettle, a kettle of vultures. If they're roosting together, it's called a committee, but if they're feasting together, it's called a wake. Wake. What's the collective noun for eshes? <laughs> you know what's funny is that there's only one animal there's no collective noun for. What? What's that? Koalas. Really? Oh. Koalas. A chlamydia don't... of koalas. Surely. <laughs> that's cute. I wanted to go with a caramello of koalas. Oh, that's very good. We're going to come up with that a name for a collective but like, of why koalas. Haven't they, like even just like a cuddle of koalas. A cuddle of koalas is a great. A cuddle. Or, yeah. or you know, I just think like it's quite sad that our koala friends don't have a collective noun because it's every... a mob of kangaroos, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. A cloud of grasshoppers. Oh, they're really cute. There's a cute. bunch of really sweet ones, but uh, the poor koalas have missed out. An so... exhaustion of breakfast radio announcers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling that deeply. <laughs> I mentioned to you guys yesterday that I'd been feeling festively plump over the holidays <laughs> yeah. after after overindulging. Um, and then last week I saw an ad pop up on the telly. Is your digestive system overloaded with uh-huh. foods like these? Mm-hmm. Carbonated drinks, refined carbs, mm-hmm. added sugar, processed foods. Yes. Are you feeling bloated and constipated, mm-hmm. craving sugar? I was like, my God, that's me. That is you. Uh, all of the above. And it was an ad for um, this Caruso's Quick Cleanse internal... Oh, God, you <laughs> bought a box. Is there anything that Caruso's don't do? <laughs> you bought a box? I bought a box. 
Caruso's. Told you I bought a box yesterday. You're right into it. Um, Liver and, cleanse, uh, detox, bowel cleanse, the works. Yeah, the, the whole thing. Does so you, everything. You take a pill, like sort of before you have something to eat, and then after you have something to eat, and you know you're supposed to flush everything out and then sure. have, a, have a good week of just sort of clearing mm. everything. Um, and then at the end of the show yesterday, when we handed things over to Tim. Um, to take over for the work day. Kimber, you mentioned something. And you know something we didn't mention earlier what? about today? What? Is that it's January 17 and that is Ditch Your New Year's Resolution Day. <laughs> there you go, Pete. Oh, you know, goodbye, Caruso. Goodbye, McClendon. <laughs> See you later, <laughs> Detox. Now, of course, I wasn't planning on ditching the resolution yesterday. Of course not. Of course not. Right? I had a bit of a laugh. Goodbye, Cruz. Ha, ha, ha. And then yeah. quickly ran over after we turned the mics off, picked up the box and said, it's okay. And took a couple <laughs> of pills. We're going to be okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, I was on my way home yesterday. It was a beautiful day. You know, yeah. windows down. Oh, the breeze blowing through my hair. The sun's shining. Like, it's yeah, great. It's a great day to be detoxing. Yeah. And I rang my wife and she, I said, what are you up to? And she goes, oh, I've dropped um, uh, the kids off at uh, your mum and dad's house. And I wound the windows up and hung up the phone and then yelled every expletive under the sun because I right. knew that was it. My my detox was done. Oh, why? Okay. Because it was dinner at the parents' house last night. That's why. Oh. And there's no such thing as going to dinner with mum and dad no. when there's, there's not a carb. There's a carb everywhere. Carbs everywhere, all what over the place. What are you talking about? They're fish people. Why couldn't you just have some delicious, like, salmon and a salad <laughs> you or, can't. like, some fish? Because everything comes with pasta. <laughs> Caruso's are not welcome at the Corelli no, house. you're not. <laughs> can dad, you just take a second pill? Dad went crabbing yesterday. <laughs> Today, he, he got a whole heap of crabs and brought them home. The and, oh, you can't have crabs. You have crabs with linguine. Yeah, don't you? So, yeah. so, <laughs> so, are you off it or are you just hoping that like it'll cleanse the past? No, I'll say false start. False start. We'll yes. say a false start. It was, we've started again today. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm avoiding dads for a week. Mum and dads for a week. Pete, Matt, and Kimber. My friends, this life is a, is a journey of self-discovery and you find out some things about yourself. Some of them aren't that great. Uh, one of the things I wish that I had more of is I wish I was more of a perfectionist. Oh. I wish I had a little bit more of that. Like for me, life has been about, oh, that'll do. <laughs> like that's enough. <laughs> like when I learned the guitar, I learned enough chords to kind of play songs and then that was it. I didn't learn any theory, <laughs> right, all of the yep. things that would help me now. You know, and I, 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 when Pete, before you joined us, I, I uh, laid some turf down in, in the backyard. Yeah. And, uh, but I didn't do any of the preparation. So I had about a month of it looking like a, a golf course whilst the grass was still alive on top of the sand that I'd put it on. And then it, of course, died. Yeah, yeah. It'll and I've happen, done yeah. it again. I topsoiled the, well, I say the lawn, whatever was sort of there. And, and I, I, I've just kind of come to accept that, and I'm not going to beat myself up, I give about 12 minutes of myself to any job. <laughs> and I... I, 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 I give, What was that? Ladies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no, except that. Uh, but, you know, I really put in. I, I went and got some topsoil and, I, and some, some seed and uh -huh. I put in and yeah. I worked hard for about 12 minutes and then I went, that'll. That'll have to do. Mm -hmm. And if that's not good enough, then I've got nothing else And you to leave do. it in any state it's in. Yes. Just, and you're finding that, like, so anything, like, you know, if you're watching a show or something, if it hasn't grabbed you by 12 minutes, you're out. Yeah, pretty much. There's yeah, a lot right. of half 
finished things in my life. Should we be keeping our work meetings to 12 minutes oh. or maybe 11 so that, 12, we, 12. so that we don't have the moment where Matt stands to leave? Well, it's usually at 12-minute mark, isn't it? <laughs> so even that's a stretch, really, when you think about it. <laughs> but, hey, no, as I said, you know, know thyself. Yeah, know yeah. thyself. For, yeah. for those 12 minutes, you have got the best of me. Yeah, yeah we can. Oh, yeah, okay. 100%. Thank right. God our average talk rate only goes for about three minutes. <laughs> and there's like it's divvied up to about three per person yeah. in this over the course yeah. of the morning. Yeah. That's great. Guys, mm-hmm. step on board me plane. Okay. Because okay. we're headed overseas. We're in the US. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, we're headed over to Iowa. Potato country. Potato country. Yeah. Right smack bang in the middle of the United States there, next to Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, and uh, thanks to TikToker Rhinestone Cowboy. Like a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> Thank you, Rhinestone. All the hits this morning. Who's posted a video which is uh, which has gone viral. It was taken in 2017, and it's from the Iowa State Fair. Uh-huh. And now, like, this oh, is a... This no. is a Things that happen at state fairs oh. are so... They, people get really serious about them, and they normally get out of control. Yeah. Anything from a bake sale yeah, onwards. Yeah, biggest potato, presumably, yeah. at yeah. some point. And this is, like, proper county state fair. Like, think of yeah. every oh, American... No. You know, TV show, movie you've ever seen, yeah. there's a state fair in a lot. This is proper. It's competitive. Yeah. There's something yeah. going on. So for the paltry amount of a grand prize of $5, five that's the prize. That's First the prize, prize, $5, right? It's just to make us some sort of vested interest. Yeah. Um, they do a thing called a husband calling competition <laughs> where uh, they ask the women in the audience to pop up. And literally have a rendition into the microphone of calling for your husband. I see. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Take a listen to this. Bob! 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 Hurry up! I don't want to be late! Bob! Hurry! Hurry! Bob! Robert! Dean! That's it! I'm going by myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm heading for divorce if I'm being yelled at like that. Are you really? I am. Right. I'm out. Would you like to have a go with uh, James? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Come on, mate. Yell just, at him like that. It's go. just so go. weird. Just give it a little go. Just a little, no, little go. I, no, because I would. I'm, just a little one. What would you do? Surely you'd have yelled at like you were doing the cockroaches last night in the bar. No, but also when you when you want something like actually done, I normally would say something a lot sweeter and nicer and. Like cooler than oh, that. Well, you yes, can't have that. Yes. You know, because it's like because that. that's when you would use a baby or hi handsome yeah. or like you know I'd go for a nickname rather than. A... Okay, well I'm going to take that as your entry, right? <laughs> and that's our starting point. I would like to hear <laughs> James, 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 <laughs> James. <laughs> there we go. It's more like it. I would like to hold a Perth husband calling competition right now, live on the radio. <laughs> Okay. Right, so uh, wives of Perth, ladies of Perth, please give us a call. Um, and you know what? I'll accept partners in general. Yeah, okay. How so, it, how yeah. does uh, Liz call to you, Pete? It depends on how she's feeling and what I've done. Okay. Yeah. 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 She yeah. just needs your attention. She yeah. needs something's happening to the kids inside yeah, and you're outside. It's relatively nice. Just needs my attention, hon, babe, babe. Yeah. What, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've done yeah. something rather terrible. Yeah. Peter Charles. <laughs> Well, you know, my nickname at home is Moo Moo. It is, and yeah. So it's usually, oh, Moo Moo. Because <laughs> <I've, laughs> the sound of I've disappointment. something or been lazy. We've got Beck in Mandra. Good morning to you, Beck. Hey, guys. How are you going? We're good. Beck, your partner, Andrew, do you often find you have to yell and shout at him? 
All right. Well, it starts off the same, which is Babe, mm-hmm. yep. Dre, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Robert, Andrew Robert McHutchinson. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't worry. I'll do it myself. Oh, that's <laughs> brilliant. Very good. Very nice. It always starts with it, Babe. Yep. Hun. Yeah, Hun. All, then yeah. he knows that he's uh, in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's from the time where little boys, that same effect, when your parents call you the full name, you know that you're in big trouble. Big trouble. Matthew, mm. Joseph, Dictinsky. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jenny and Baldivis, hello. Hi, guys. What's your hubby's name, Jen? Name's John, but we call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. We always have done. Okay. Oh, cute. Okay. So in, how, where do you find you're often head. yelling at John? From the bedroom to the kitchen. My friend! <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you want a cup of tea or something? No, I just want a bit of attention. Ah, uh-huh, yes. All right, Beck. Well, you've heard, you've heard uh, Jenny, you've heard Beck's. Um, can you give us a, give us a good rendition of, of how your husband calling goes? It has that kind of calling a dog sound to it. Oh, my God. I have so many single friends that just go through life walking the streets. He's going, boyfriend, boyfriend, anyone. That was very good. It was very good. We've got to choose a winner. Well, you do. It's your money. Oh, yeah, it is me money, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's yours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, this is so hard. I've never been in this position before. <laughs> Yeah, Matt um, and I intentionally don't put ourselves yeah, in Yeah, no, well position. done, I'd, guys. I'd, I'd that say, is really lovely. I'd say split it, but then you've got two people who've got to come into the studio for $2.50, <laughs> <laughs> which, let's face it, I ain't making that trip. Oh, uh, I'm going to give it to Beck in Mandra. Oh. oh, good. She's only got to come from Mandra. <laughs> <laughs> Beck, I'll, um, I'll mail you the $5, okay? Oh, awesome. No worries. That's cool. No worries. There we go. <laughs> good on you, Beck. Good on you, Jenny. <laughs> We first fell in love with her in 2004 when she took the crown as Australian Idol. And now with a new single under her belt and a musical, we just can't get enough of her. Please welcome our idol, Casey Donovan. Hey, Casey. Hey, Casey. Hi, Casey. Hello, good morning, morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. That's very, very well. Very busy. Good. Very busy. Oh, yes, good. you are busy. Very busy. <laughs> uh, you're so busy, in fact, you've got a brand new single out. I do. It's called Shake It. It is out now. Congrats, mate. Must be nice to put out some fresh tunes. Thank you very much. It certainly is. It's been a a few few minutes between drinks, Uh, (laughs) but um, no, it's great to have a new single and, you know, such a fun, positive summer bop where you can just let your hair down, have a dance for three minutes and get back to life. Yeah, we do need something upbeat these days. And like, Casey, (laughs) you know, the world is travelling very quickly and so I haven't had a chance to say to you yet that, oh my goodness, Christmas Carols by Candlelight, (laughs) you smashed it. Oh, thank you. Casey, you stole the show. I, I could not. Your performance was <laughs> sensational. I, we were all, my friends and I were messaging each other going, oh, Casey, absolutely smashing it. <laughs> you were so good and I, this is the only chance I've had to say thank you. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's always such a special night, uh, the Christmas carols. Um, they're just, you know, everyone's on this beautiful vibe. It's Christmas the next day and, you know, we get to put on a pretty frock and sing a few songs and, you know, really welcome in the, the Christmas spirit. And yeah. you are very busy, aren't you? The new single, uh, you've, you're hosting Sydney Pride, uh, you're doing some theatre, a bit of a Shakespeare spin-off. 
Why not? A bit of Anne Juliet. It's been our first, uh, well, just over our first week of rehearsals. So um, it's great to be in the room, putting it on the floor, getting our characters together. And um, I've been catching the train, believe it or not. And I just, I sit and I ground myself, read my script, get in the the room and just, yeah, it's just been such a a joyous experience and an amazing cast and creative team as well. Fantastic. Bring it on. And Casey, uh, one (laughs) other thing, just quickly. I mean, of course, you are... You are key alum, elite alum, uh, for having won Australian Idol back in 2004. Here is your Australian Idol, Kelsey Norman with her debut single, Listen With Your Heart. At just the age of 16. Wow. Uh, now, what's it like seeing Australian Idol looking like it's going to grace our televisions again? Did Are you excited for you for it? Do you not care? Does it bring all the feelings back up? What's the deal? Look, I think it's great. It's a great stepping stone for people to get out there and try out the industry. You know, it takes it. The one thing I like about Idol is it takes it back to music. It's stripped bare and it is just about song choice and music. Um, I think it's great. It gives a lot of people opportunity to, yeah, get a foot in the door and Mm. see what the industry is like. Music has changed in the last 18 years since I've been in the... (laughs) 18, no, 19 years. Oh, God. Um, you know, it, it keeps evolving and changing. And, yeah, shows like Idol really, you know, kind of sift through the amazing Australian talent we have here and, you know, brings a lot, a lot more faces and voices to the light. If you had your time again, would you prefer Dicko still being there or would you rather Kyle Sandilands? Uh, look, I'd much prefer Dicko. <laughs> <laughs> and Dicko was the tough guy at yes, the time. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, 2004. You know, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good on you, mate. The new single's shaking. It's out now. Nice to catch up with you, Casey. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers. Nice day to get out to Adventure World, I reckon. Maybe go and check out The Abyss. Uh, a whole group of people, in fact, who spend their lives riding roller coasters have done just that. They're over in the eastern states uh, checking out more as we speak, and they do it all around the world. Justin Gavanovich is the leader of the group called the European Coaster Club, and he joins us now. How did The Abyss at Adventure World stack up, mate? It's a very good ride. You should be very proud. Uh, yeah, we all came over. The, the, the thing is, if you look at our trip on paper, going to Perth was an insane move yes. because you're in the middle of nowhere, as I'm sure you're well aware. And most people go, oh, we shouldn't really go to Perth. But the abyss made us add on that, the whole of Perth and everyone loved it. With most people on this trip being their first time in Australia and maybe even their last, there's no way we want to miss out on anything like that. And then, love- then you can hear the roller coaster in the background, yes. by the way. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right, mate. I love that this club exists. You've got over 2,300 members from all over the world. And if you're a roller coaster enthusiast, you can just join the club and then follow the trips you go on. And I guess it's just you pay your own expenses, but you all make friendships and get to travel the world just going on coasters. Well, yeah. What I'd like to say is, it's going to sound like a strange thing to say, is we're not actually a roller coaster club. What we actually are is a social club for people that like roller coasters and amusement parks. Uh-huh. <laughs> because you, you will make life, you, you will, and it happens, you will make lifelong friendships. You may meet your other half. And that's happened on several occasions. Oh, good on you, buddy. And tell us, come on, what's the, what's the best roller coaster anywhere in the world that you've ever been on? <laughs> well, that's the $64,000 question. If I was to stand up in front of the 70-odd people on this trip and tell them my favourite, they'd all boo me down and they say, no, theirs is the best. Uh-huh. There is no definitive answer. I can give you an answer. If I had to pinpoint one right now, maybe the Phoenix at Knobles, which is in Pennsylvania. It's a small family-owned park, one of the most wonderful places in the world. It's a wooden coaster. They look after it beautifully. 
and it's just so much fun because they don't generally go upside down, although strangely some do. Uh, they do, they have to um, entertain in other ways, and what they tend to do is a thing called airtime, where they have hills where you feel like you're floating. Yes, and most enthusiasts really appreciate that that floaty feel. Wow, wow. Oh, and floaty so feeling. Much. There's a jargon. Who knew? Oh. Justin Gavanovich, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Have fun. No problem. Thank you very much. Good to speak to you. The Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blinds' huge New Year's sale where you'll save up to 40%. Shop now at abcblinds.com.au. Next 94.5.